The Movie Hour, episode 129, April 14th, 2011. Spoiler alert, the following hour programming may contain both movie plots and swearing. Good evening, one and all, and welcome to the Jimmy Stewart's It's a Wonderful Movie Hour. I am Greg Maloney, and I am joined today by the one and only Brother James. Welcome back to the show, man. Hello, everyone. Hello, hello. Jeff was, of course, unable to make it today, as you can tell. From yeah, this is number eight, by the way. I think is one it? more, and he's got to like be suspended or at least serve detention or something. <laughs> well, this is ridiculous. It's, it's not his fault. Today, it was due to contractual obligations. He's got things to do. But, However, it is... My privilege to welcome back our longtime ally and fierce critic, Jim P., back to the show. Hello again, P. Hello, boys. How are you? Welcome back. Doing well. And it's got to be way more than eight. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not keeping count, but it's got to be way more than eight. I, I just <laughs> did a, a, a list of the attendance, so I think eight's pretty good, actually. We've got, we've got an attendance sheet in the studio, and there's a lot of <laughs> frowny faces in the chat. <laughs> a lot of frowny faces. He's, he's one more away from pulling a Bueller. Yeah, we are trying to make up for it, though. We do have another guest today. Uh, and last but not least, it is Josh, who was here last week. This makes two weeks in a row. Keeping it real on the West Coast, Dean? Uh, I'm trying to keep it real out here. Yeah, yeah that's why you're here. But I, I volunteer to be the, the, the least, too, not just the last, if that's okay, okay with you Okay, guys. so last but least. I'll, I'll, yeah, let's restart. last and least. We'll restart, and then we'll I'll say that. Okay. Oh. <laughs> this oh. is a bad idea, by the way. I'm totally against this. Having Dean and having Jay. Why is it that everybody that's on the show has a J in their name? Other than <laughs> not everybody. I don't know. <laughs> it's one of these idiot. things. Doesn't how do, you, how do you spell your name, Greg? <laughs> <laughs> I should change it. I really should. That'd be great. It's uh, but uh, replacing Jeff with two people is going to add to that already way oversized ego of his. So <laughs> <laughs> it's true. There's and we do have to actually rush a little bit today. There is a. There is a playoffs game, an important one between uh, the Coyotes and uh, the Red Wings tonight. It's going on right now. All tied up, one-one. Yeah, it's uh, oh. it's intense. So I don't want to wait. I think I'm supposed to be the guy on the West Coast that's supporting the Red Wings, and I just haven't done it. Yeah, you that. need to be that guy. People love that guy. Yeah, that's out of town. That yeah. I could probably pick up like five bitches tonight doing that. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Or just love the Yankees and be out there, and I'm sure that'll work too. <laughs> <laughs> that's a totally different kind of guy that would destroy my own conscience so to uh direct the conversation to a more on point it is a sort of ritual here it's been a while since p's been on the show so we got to go through the basics p it's it's been a long time what's uh what have you been watching what's on your netflix queue what, what's your movie mood right now um our netflix queue is probably around 500 movies long wow because when you have a four-year-old, you don't get to watch movies. As soon as the four-year-old goes to bed, you go to bed. Um, so, for example, two weeks ago, I went to see Hop at the movie theater instead of awesome. the other litany of films I wanted to see. Beautiful. Beautiful. <clears throat> but currently at home, we do have Lars and the Real Doll, I think it's called. Yeah. The Real uh, Girl. So yeah. when we get a chance to watch that, um, my life will be better. So has, has uh, the kid's influence hit your queue yet? Like, do you have family movies on that queue just for him uh no he gets the, he uh, watches uh movies streaming which is a lot easier for us and watches the same cartoon the same episode over and over and over on dvr you are correct sir <laughs> <laughs> damn kids what are they thinking what are they thinking yeah it's um always fantastic having having you on the show same with dean dean i don't have any questions for you we talked last week everybody's familiar with you so um i do have one more thing which sort of brings us to our uh, holly hunter's highwood hoopla 
brings us back to the last couple of weeks. We were talking about March Madness, which is wrapped up now. And this movie bracket that's been the top 64 sci-fi movies, at least on this uh, on this website. And it's come to an end. It was Star Wars Empire Strikes Back versus Serenity, which is where we ended the show last week. That's come to a conclusion. Pete, you haven't had a chance to weigh in on this. Have you seen at least like the lead eight or seen some of the people on this? Like, is this just seem like a ridiculous list of names? Uh, I have. I've glanced at it. Um, I'm a little biased in mine, um, <laughs> but I would take, you know, I think Serenity is like a, you know, a newer film hot with the kids. Right. Um, <laughs> but Blade Runner is hands down would have been in the finals. Right. In my opinion. I, I would but agree with that. It was talked about a lot for sure. And again, when I saw Blade Runner, I, I think supposedly I've seen the wrong edition. I don't know if it was the director's cut, but it was the one where Harrison Ford does just narration all over the place. And I hear I there's uh, the... big differences between uh, versions, but maybe that's uh, just what my well, hearsay, I guess I should say. But um, I got to see it again. I got to see it again. Uh, I've never seen it without that. I guess maybe I need to watch yeah, the other one too. Maybe. Yeah, without the commentary is a lot better. <laughs> yeah, the narration from Harrison Ford is just... They had to throw it in for stupid people. Yeah. The studio made, made them throw it in. For <laughs> this stupid. is what this means. This is what I'm trying to do this here. This is what is happening right now. So we'll discuss yeah. the last the last uh, match. Serenity, Empire Strikes Back. Serenity ends up winning. Wow. Ends up winning the match. And it ended up being, I don't know if it was two to one, but it was, I, I, just, I just don't believe it. And it comes from... I actually even saw the discussion on there's like a Firefly fan site, which I am not a member of, by the way. I'm not a member of it, but I happen to see that there was just a giant movement. These people that are obsessed with bringing Firefly back to life and wanted Serenity to come, come and uh, win number one on this. And you know, it's I think not this is the I, final straw. I think this is the final straw. Go ahead. Go it's ahead. not that I don't like that movie, but I think the movie was so propped up by the by the show itself. Like the movie was okay, it was fine, but the show was was pretty awesome, and I I feel like people are giving the movie credit for what the show accomplished. I guess if that perfect. makes any sense. Yep, makes perfect. I sense. have another yeah. theory. Yep. Lucas fucked up all the Star Wars with those stupid prequels, <laughs> and now everyone just hates all of them. Everyone's just fed up, and I was just sick of all of them. Not even the greatness of Empire nope. can hold but back. It was enough to take it to the final, but yeah. <laughs> Does that I I just feel like uh, Serenity beating out beating out Empire just kind of illegitimizes the entire agreed to very with. much so. And don't I, forget, I hate the idea of Serenity winning this. I just feel like it's just okay popularity vote. And I think I wrote this on the the forums about how this reminds me of the year that Pavel Bure was elected to be the starter in the NHL All Star Game, and he played like ten games that year and broke his leg and didn't play again. But yet they elected him just because he was the fan favorite. Did you see just... her? Did you see her march to the finals? What's that? I mean, she just fucking destroyed everybody. Oh, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah. She killed ET. Yep. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Destroyed ET. Beat she, Back to the Future. She yeah. even beat the fucking Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's Only amazing. John Connor can do that shit. It's amazing. And, and I love lists and stuff, so I, you know, I I kind of use these things to kind of you know just debate different things with people and this kind of ruins everything. It's just like, okay, well, it means nothing to me now because that's not even an objective point of view. You know, it's just people voting for whatever the hell they want to. <laughs> well, we can so, finally put it behind us, right? We never have to, we never have to talk about it again. <laughs> this is the this is the end. Sci-fi, best sci-fi movie, Serenity everybody. Don't don't, don't <laughs> hands down. It's not up for debate any longer. <laughs> 
Oh, it has been decided. One more topic: uh, Holly Hunter's Highwood Hoopla, which is actually special for Jim P because we have him we have him on the show so infrequently. Got to get his got to get his opinion. Scream Four is in theaters this week. P is our resident horror expert. P, do you have any feelings about Wes Craven continuing his series after what, like eight years or something like that? Um, you know, I I'm not gonna say anything bad about Wes Craven because <laughs> of what he was doing about 30 years ago, but. It, um, you know, whatever. It's been what? Five oh yeah, years. what if Jar Jar Binks is in this? <laughs> <laughs> Better, because he'll fucking die. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, it's been five years, so there's a new crop of teenagers to go see it. So it's a cash cow. But they did film it entirely in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Yeah, so. true story. Go take Detroit. That. Yeah, take that to the bank. Yeah, difference between and I'm looking difference between Scream Three and Scream Four is eleven years. So. Wow. For I was him. way off. Yeah, I thought it was more like eight, and you said five. I'm like, I better check. <laughs> Eleven years, 2000. Uh, back when 2000, there were a lot of things going on there. A lot of things going on. Uh, so that wraps it for the High Hunters Hollywood Hoopla movie review time, which is what I'm excited to get to. Very excited. Gonna start with Jim, or sorry, James, not Jim P. There's a lot of a lot of J's going on. James, you go first. Very well. Um, I saw Source Code, which is in theaters now. Um, it's about a soldier who is part of this government agency that can kind of place people's consciousness into the last eight minutes of someone else's life. Um, they kind of describe it as like a human being being a, a light bulb. And when they die, there's that glow still that kind of fades away. And that's the kind of window they have to access somebody else's memory before they die. So that's why only these eight minutes, apparently. Um, the soldier is played by Jake Gyllenhaal, and uh, he's been sent into this train bombing victim's memory to try and discover who the bomber is. Um, they keep sending him back. He keeps getting more and more info every time. Um, they only have uh, so much actual time to send him back because the bomber has vowed to strike again after this train. So they want to you know, hurry up, figure it out, and prevent the second bombing. Um it's kind of a cross between like Quantum Leap and Groundhog's Day. You know, somebody jumping into somebody <laughs> else's body. He looks different in the mirror, but, you know, thinks like himself. Um, and then Groundhog's Day, because they keep doing the repetitive scene over and over again, discovering a little, you know, something new, that sort of thing. As millions of viewers go immediately to Groundhog Day fans, go immediately to the theaters <laughs> to see this movie. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, uh, in the first 10 minutes, I figured out who the bomber was. Um, oh. yeah, it was, they did something that was a little too obvious for me. Um, however, there were a few other layers to this movie that actually keep me interested. Um, although a, a few things really bug me about this movie. One being the bomber's MO seemed very wrong. Um, I don't, I don't know if I can say You mean like, it's just, he, obviously he's, le- is he leaving crumbs like on that kind of thing? Or is no, it, it was, <laughs> man, if I was a bomber, I wouldn't do that. Like, is that, I, I don't think I'm giving anything away by saying this. But the second bomb is like a huge destroy the entire city bomb. And the first bomb was just this train bomb. And I don't like I don't understand why if the bomber is going to do this, why even mess with the train to begin with? Why not just blow up the entire city to begin with? Everybody's on alert now. Right. So that seemed weird to me. Um, The uh, one of the other things that bugged me is the very, very ending to this. It feels forced like they added one more element to this that they didn't really need. And I'm, I'm very curious that if this is an extension from uh, Philip K. Dick's book 
or if they just kind of made it themselves. You know, I I'm kind of, I kind of find it hard to believe that the very end of this movie was part of the book because it seemed like it was going to end very well, and then they went one more step and like, oh, that went too far. <laughs> Screwed that part up. So that's how it felt huh. to me. Just okay, it's kind of a cool you know premise but all right you're taking this a little bit too much and uh and then the other part they never really ex- explain that kind of bugs me it's not a big deal but still kind of bug me is they never explain how they actually have access to this train victim's memories like uh, i mean i can understand that they can throw some science mumbo jumbo on how to get someone you know into <laughs> <laughs> into someone's you know consciousness but how they have a recording of this consciousness i don't know right i never oh, yeah, even address that all the time yeah. so he so i yeah let me get back to that because that's sort of the, the question i thought of immediately before was so they have the technical ability to take somebody from the present and put them in like a past memory of somebody that died or they have a yes. dead body a literal dead body and they can go back like eight minutes and that's all they can do uh they never show the body or refer to the body so i don't know where they're latching on to this eight minutes of memory. I don't know right. if they're just projecting it through some kind of time space thing or what, Have, but the weird part is, is it's, it's kind of like a matrix for lack of a better word, where they're kind of just built the memory. And every time he goes back, some things are a little bit different just because it's different versions of what, like the memory. So it's not like perfectly the same every time. So it's just like, he's doing the best he can with what memories they have. So it's kind of weird in that way. And he can't, they can't change anything, right? Or... Correct. Yeah. Like he, even if he saved so the just bomb. So he's just along for the ride. Yeah. So even if he disarmed the bomb, it still went off in real life. So it doesn't really matter. So really he's just trying to get to the bottom of who planted the bomb right. and where he could be going next. Have you seen the movie Deja Vu with Denzel Washington? Uh, I have. I have seen it once. Did this have the feeling of that movie? And that just came out five hours? <laughs> is, that, is that a joke? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did it seem like a little deja vu going on? Um, I'm trying to remember deja vu. It kind of did, if I remember correctly. But uh, yeah, it it was, I don't know. It was a cool, neat premise. But I think the the overall fallacies caused me to just tell you to wait for the DVD. It's it's just entertaining, I guess. And that's about it. I got a question for everybody, pretty much. Have we decided if Jake Gyllenhaal is a real actor? I Uh, don't personally like him, but. I don't like him. No, no. Is he, <laughs> have... is he real? I think he's real. Um, <laughs> but I don't, I mean, I'm impartial, I guess. Yeah, it's ever since. Like, he just hasn't done anything that's really impressed me. I, lo- I like, I liked him in Donnie Darko. I haven't seen October Sky, which is supposed to be one of his other better movies, but. Bubble like, Boy? Whatever. Huh. But, <laughs> Bubble Boy? But Jarhead seemed a lot like Donnie Dark. Donnie Dark, I can't even talk. Donnie Darko S toward the end. And then, of course, I've seen Prince of Persia, which was a disaster, and I felt bad for everybody involved, including him. But and then you have Brokeback Mountain, which I haven't seen either. But actually, my favorite movie he's in is The Good Girl. <laughs> really? Yeah, very little play. Isn't that Jennifer Aniston movie? You are correct. It's hot. I don't know that I've seen that. One. <laughs> That's hot. It's pretty hot. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. He's about one step away from, as you know. From Tobey Maguire in my book, and I'm not a big to- Tobey Maguire fan at I all. I like Tobey Maguire, mostly because of Wonder Boys, though. They just, I don't know, all of them seem to just have this Keanu Reeves blank stare <laughs> acting method to it. Really? It's like, where's some emotion? Come on. You know, just, I don't know. Just nothing about them has impressed me whatsoever. Keanu's like bottom ring, though. Keanu I don't Reeves, know he is. He is. Either of them in that category. Rolling over in his grave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So I'm guessing you didn't like him in this movie either, Jake. I mean, in this role, he's fine because it's just it's action oriented. It doesn't bother me, you know. So whatever. I mean, Keanu Reeves would have been fine in this role too. Right. Didn't have to do much. So. <laughs> so. Really final, final yes no. Drop the axe. Don't don't go. Oh, uh, wait for DVD. It's worth taking a look at when you get the DVD, but just as entertainment or digital download. It's the future, people. It's the future. Piracy might be an option. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> possibility of possibility um i've got to move the discussion it, it's it's my turn um and i want to move the discussion a little more serious a little more intense um i saw the uh the movie called grave of the fireflies um it's a japanese uh movie originally and uh it was made in 1988 i saw it today so i'm still sort of feeling the facts it was intense it's still still with me carrying it around um the director um i think it's uh Isao Takahata, yeah, I think that's it, is a, a close friend of Hayao Miyazaki's, which is sort of what led me to this movie. And um, he also directs movies for Studio Ghibli now. And uh, um, I was going to say, I was going to talk about Hayao Miyazaki some more, but we'll, we'll move past that. He's like I, the Michael Eisner of Studio Ghibli. Yeah, yeah possibly. And I had heard about, I had heard of the movie before uh, in studying and just a couple times, and everybody labeled it as like a must-see uh, movie. I knew, um, like, I knew it was supposed to be a war movie. I still don't know, like, I didn't know much about it other than it was, like, animated war film. It was set in Japan, and it was during, like, the final months of World War II. And uh, so I knew it wasn't going to be a normal popcorn movie. That's sort of my point. Um, but after seeing it, I <laughs> I just got to say, just wow. It was uh, <laughs> heartbreaking. Heartbreaking would be a place... Uh, a good place to start in the just for an example in the beginning seconds of the film the narrator set starts with something like september 20th 1945 was the day i died and i'm like oh god this movie is going to be awesome <laughs> um very intense uh we sort of like walking through the movie a little bit you are right from there um it walks you through a flashback that shows a like a preteen preteen boy named setsuko and his uh his younger sister i think it's seita uh, hiding during an air raid on their city in Japan. And right after that, their home's destroyed. They lose their mom. Their dad's um, deployed at sea somewhere. So it's just him and his sister trying to like walk through the destruction and try to live through it. Um, you, we get, you get to see him make it to like a distant aunt's house in another city. It's pretty much like the only relative they know how to get to. And then the story just unfolds of them living with their aunt, um, having difficulties there and things just get worse and worse. And it just, it becomes extremely, not extremely tough to watch. It's, it's very great film. And I really, I really enjoyed it, but it was just heart wrenching. Um, what's particularly, did you cry? I did a little bit. I did. It's intense, man. It's intense. Um, and like, what's particularly, like particularly strong about it is, uh, the writing that like expresses the relationship between the the older brother and again he's like preteen so he's still a kid but his sister's like seven or eight so it's between uh, the brother and the sister and Sesco tries to like shield his sister from the horrors right. of the he's trying around. to be the adult in the right, situation right. and but he's having a hard time accepting it himself like he's sort of becoming delusional himself about it and the emotions just become more amplified when they start feeling the effects of starvation because things go badly with their aunt and they end up on their own and it's um don't want to ruin it for anybody uh it's it's a uh, amazing so they spend a lot of the movie just the two of them then yeah yeah they do i would say 75 percent of it if not more and uh it's like them trying to figure out what's right and what's wrong during like w- how they can act 
during the war, at least for the the brother, the sister is pretty much just acting like a child the entire time. And it's, it's amazing. It's a, it's a great movie. I would go see it, but I would just be completely prepared to be just destroyed. Cause it's a, <laughs> it's an intense movie. Uh, wouldn't, let's see, I'm trying to, I'm trying to def, it's animated. Don't be fooled. It's not really a, a child's movie in any shape or form. It did end up, what I did find out, find funny was the movie was, and anyone that's seen my neighbor Totoro, um, this movie was co-released in theaters with my neighbor Totoro. So they got to see my neighbor Totoro then this, and it's just, and apparently wow. do well in theaters. So, um, apparently that, that it made enough money between those two movies to like continue studio Ghibli's reign. But it was just, I, and I found that very funny because it's a, a very heavy hearted film and, any, so this like, is a movie to watch like right after your girlfriend breaks up with you. Yeah, pretty much. perfect. Go, you can go with that. You could go with that. Um, it's the animation uh, again was done by Studio Ghibli. Very good. Writing was very good. It was actually based on a novel. It was a novel that was written uh, written by a um, I think like a he was also a war survivor of uh, World War II as an apology to his sister. And it's just it's you, it's felt throughout the whole thing. It's intense, but uh, right. That, that's that's all I wanted to say fantastic movie um busting out the seal of approval go see it but just be prepared it's intense and uh enjoy yourself enjoy yourself and uh yeah i guess that brings us to jim p's uh movie which i hear is fantastic yeah i'm gonna bring this fucker crashing down <laughs> two level um, levels so sticking to my standards <laughs> i'm gonna review the human centipede <laughs> Which I can't believe none of you have seen or reviewed this yet. Reminds me of a book that I used to read as a child called The Very Hungry Caterpillar. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting you say that. And here's 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 what I love about this movie, first of all, because I did like it. I liked it a lot. Um, it's insanely different um, than just run of the mill horror crap that comes out. And we get one of these like once every like 20 years. And to me, this is the one. And it's not catching on in America at all, and I'm fine with that. Um, leave it to me. It can be mine. They'll remake um, it. <laughs> but there's, there's like this total misconception of what the film was going to be. And even I had it going into to actually viewing it. And, you know, even when you read like the tagline on IMDb, it's just it sounds so stupid and unbelievably unbelievable that there's no way you're going to like this movie. But you kind of leave all that at the door and actually sit down. Um, I encourage you to do it alone and watch, <laughs> watch this thing start to finish and tell me it doesn't scare the shit out of you. Like the reality of what's going on, even though it's ridiculous is so fucking terrifying. It's brilliant. I mean, to me it's, it's brilliant. And it, there's that thing where half the critics thought this was brilliant. And the other half said it was, you know, like a snuff film. It was a waste of time. It was ridiculous. Right. I'm on the brilliant half. I loved it. It's, it, it's a mad scientist movie that just like goes insane and it takes it to another level. And we haven't had something like that since Frankenstein. We think Frankenstein is dumb and old, but when Frankenstein came out, it had a similar impact to like someone watching this and actually getting into it. Um, because it's completely off the wall. It is completely insane. If you try as hard as you can to put yourself in the character's position, you know, minus the evil, the mad scientist, it's terrifying. What they go through is absolutely terrifying. And right. Until you see it visually and see what he does to them, you just don't get it. And I'll, <laughs> I'll leave it at that. You just don't so, get it. 
see it. Before, before we get too far, a lot of comparisons to Frankenstein. This you're saying this is the new Frankenstein? Can I can I quote that? Um, not at all because you know it it takes. Hold the <laughs> yeah, there's there's a human element to Frankenstein. Right, right. Um, this is like there's no there's no humanity in the evil scientist in this movie. But it's the I human. Mean, he is just pure <laughs> fucked up evil. It says human in the title. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, I. I, uh, I, when I had heard about this movie coming out, I actually, I assumed the exact same thing. Like it was sort of, a, I forget who talked about it. It was, um, uh, who did hostile and who was in, uh, Eli Roth, yeah, Eli Roth. Cause he was, he was complaining about this generic, just broad brush people talking about how there was a, like a shock, like snuff film kind of thing going on where people are making these movies just because of that. And horror was getting a bad name and this being, um, he actually, I think defended this was talking about hostile and I think about the second one. And, um, it's, it's not surprising that people uh, come in with these biases and don't, uh, don't end up seeing the film because of it. It's true. So where Back, is this, is this a, a film that's just coming out or is this something? This was, you, uh, two years ago, one and a half. Yeah. Released in 09. It, it was pretty, really popular in Europe before it was even released in the States. Um, so it's a Netflixable movie, though, I guess. Is what yeah, I'm absolutely. Thinking. And it was streaming, actually, when you saw it, which. Yeah, I streamed it and I watched it twice to, you know, kind of gauge myself. Right. Because uh, the first time through, you're just kind of taken aback. And then the second time through, you can spend more time with what is actually going on. Um, and whoever directed it. Um, Tom Six. is. Tom I'm Six. looking at him right now, actually. He there were a lot of like fun little things he did as a director that kind of play with the, you know, the viewer's mind. Um, even the the way the film ends with the, the movement of the camera is a happy movie camera movement, which to me, it cracked me up. Because at the end of this movie, you want to jump out of a window. You just right. want to die. But the way he ends it with the, the way the camera moves up to a perfectly, you know, serene sky is, I mean, to me, brilliant. It was brilliant. So back in the 1980s, I watched this movie called The Shining. And this naked old lady came in on the screen and stole like half of my innocence away. Then in like the mid 90s, I saw Pulp Fiction. That took a little fraction of it too. And now all I have is like this little fraction of innocence left. And that's exactly why I'm never going to watch this movie, The Human <laughs> Yeah, it would. I don't want to watch people sewn ass to, to mouth ever. <laughs> <laughs> I, I i don't think i'd ever recover i just want to point out T tom six being the director he does write and direct all his movies which i i appreciate that's a good idea that's pretty cool and uh and again the second one's on the way so be prepared people it's in post-production already so yes uh, yeah it's it's here just be ready for it and uh maybe i'm gonna have to do a little bit of netflix here. my netflix queue's drying up i gotta I keep running through. I actually go through it fairly fast. I think in terms of Netflix people. So now I won't hold it against anybody if they abandon. But you know what? Again, it's mine. I'll love it forever. <laughs> and the guy who plays the evil scientist is named Dieter Laser, which Great. is my favorite actor's name of all time. <laughs> uh, we should get things rolling a little bit uh josh i know we sort of added you uh late to the game we're just going to move you right to the quiz you can shine during the quiz that'll be your chance um, fair enough fair we, enough uh, got a lot of things to get through P or uh james uh, i guess lay it out for us because i think this is another new kind of format quiz so explain what's going on uh yeah uh just testing something out here this isn't really a competitive 
quiz like the old ones have been. Uh, basically, I'm just going to go through a list of actors. Uh, there'll be a themed question for all of them, and you're just going to have to tell me the answer. Just kind of, you know, help each other out, yell stuff out, whatever you want to do. <laughs> help there's, each there's, other. It's really more of just... This is a cool little trivia thing that I'm putting out there, and you guys try. So it. it's a learning experience. It's yeah. like if if you know the answer, just hold it back and throw other people some bones here. And yeah. But uh, so yeah, um, the theme for today's quiz or topic or whatever you want to call it is um, we're going to talk about uh, actors' debut roles and see oh, if you yeah. can uh, guess what they are. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Go ahead. I, I tried to pick only you know debut roles that are movies that people have heard of so it's not going to be bob went to the baker you know it's, it's stuff that people are familiar with so hopefully uh you know it shouldn't be too hard but uh yeah i've got no really you know order here so i'm just going to randomly pick some people here and uh, get started um i guess we'll start with some easy ones so uh, you're naming the actor Wolf. and we have to <laughs> Dean Wolf, just like, you're naming the actor we name the movie they debuted that's in. what i was thinking unless you would rather do it the other way i could give you a movie and you could tell me whose debut role oh was. god that would be tough I, I would rather do the the former okay. than the latter i think all right so uh, we'll start with an easy one um well we can switch it up halfway through if we want um and the first actor will be uh Johnny Depp, who's kind of got a famous debut role. Oh, yeah. This Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, Nightmare, isn't it? Correct. Yep. Correct. Okay. Um, how about... Uh, a big one, too, by the way. Like, like we're talking... We're not talking about, like, camp... Like, are we talking about, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger, I was the tough guy for two seconds, or are we talking about a Johnny Depp debut role where he actually had a main character? These are all their actual debut roles. So okay. it's not right. their coming out... It's right. not their, you know, popularization role. It's their actual first okay. role. Right. So if it wasn't a good movie then i just dismissed it and found somebody else okay all right okay um all right so another easy one probably uh how about um josh brolin well, goonies a, was it it was oh, goonies wow wow yeah, yeah. That, that surprises me too because he's so fantastic in goonies yeah it's, fucking it's, awesome. it's like he had 30 years under his belt before he did that <laughs> yeah yeah it's in the family it was the, the family taught him family taught him Okay, how about um, how about Owen Wilson? Bottle mm. Rocket? Yeah, Bottle Rocket is correct, yes. The Wilsons were born by Wes Anderson. Yeah, actually it was both both Wilson yeah. brothers were their first like, one. Like a uh, like a Phoenix. No, I don't Phoenix. <laughs> no, that means they'd have to die first. <laughs> um, how about uh, Kevin Bacon? Oh. Is it Animal um, House? Animal All I can House. think of is that commercial that he's in on TV. <laughs> it is Animal House, yes. All right, all right. Okay, how about... Um, let's go with Halle Berry. Do you happen to know hers? This might be a little tougher. Hmm. Catwoman. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. This is tough. I can give you the type of role. If you it, want. It's not a. It's not. Oh, is it a the last Boy Scout? It is not. Oh, I thought that was gonna <laughs> be it for sure. So it's before the last Boy Scout, which was like '91 or something. It's probably a little later. She she plays a cracked out whore in it, I believe. Whoa! I was Boy gonna Scout. guess something that had a kid in it, like her as a kid. She might. Oh, not no. She wasn't the kid. Huh? Cracked out whore. Spike Lee film. So like pretty much every day for Spike her. Lee joint, huh? That should be enough right there. But I'm not a, I don't, I don't got all that Spike Lee stuff under underneath my. Uh, how about Jungle Fever? Question. Yes, 
Jungle nice. Fever is All correct. Right. Question mark. Nice work. Okay, how about um, what's the with... what's the Spike Lee joint that uh, Sam Jackson was in? Was that... He's been in a few of them. I as... thought. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he was in Jungle Fever as well, but I right, I'm continue. not that well. All right, um, let's go with some big time comedians. How about do you know what uh, Eddie Murphy's first movie was? Mm, Eddie Murphy's I have no first idea. Ball. Saddling some other comedic star, I'm sure. I don't know. Was it Beverly Hills Cop? Nope. It was mm. before Beverly Hills Cop. Not much before. Huh. Was it a was it Boomerang or whatever that was? No, no, that was much later. That was <laughs> early nineties. Okay, I love that. Um, yeah, I love that movie. It's a good 48, movie. Forty-eight hours. It is forty-eight hours. Nice. Yes. Okay. Be anyone. Um. I have to be being. How about Michael Keaton? Do you know Michael Keaton's first role? Multiplicity. Oh. <laughs> I wish. Is it a? It's not that. Graveyard Shift movie, is it? It is. It, What's it? Wait, it's not called the Graveyard Shift, though. Is it? Wait it's called a like minute. Midnight. It's close to that. Yeah. Shit. Night shift. That Hamlet movie. Night, Night shift. shift. Yeah. Night shift. The Hamlet movie. Is that what you said? Yeah, dude. That shit was awesome. The... Oh, are you talking about uh, Much Ado About Nothing? Yeah. That is like what the, I'm talking about. The cop or whatever, or the policeman um, with the two other idiots. Yeah. Night Shift's him and Dan Aykroyd, right? Is it? I thought like him it was Henry and... Winkler or somebody. Anyway, I've never seen that movie, but I thought it was like the fine. Michael Keaton's guy in there was character in that movie was pretty interesting, but I remember the rest of it just being like okay, whatever. Okay, um, how about um, Val Kilmer? Top secret. Yes. Yeah. Bam. <laughs> yeah, I should have jumped on that immediately. God, how about how do, you, how do you start out with a career that strong? I know, and then real yes, shit. are you shitting me? Like it's the worst. <laughs> Yes, it is a shame. Uh, how about Robin Williams? Wow. Uh, um, what's eating uh, Gilbert Grape? No. Is he in that movie? Oh. Oh. I don't know that he's in that movie. Is he in that movie? Yeah, um, he plays... No, I'm thinking of... Wrong movie. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> how about... Let's see. It's got to be forever. Ago, I know dude. it's not Jumanji, but I'll say it. Cause it's not. <laughs> Uh, it's the title character, even. It's not Jack, right? So it is not Jack. It's like ninety-five or something. The title character. Dude, I know what it is. God oh. damn it! I've read the book. I've seen the. It's not a. Is it? It's where not what you're thinking of. Because it's is not that complex. Delusional guy. Pardon me. Is it where he's the delusional guy? No. With uh, Jeff. It's not the Fisher King. Fisher King. Yeah. It's not the Fisher King. Dude, was there more uh, in the movie? Because it was that. This is an adaptation from. Adaptation. I'll, from a TV show, I'll say. Really more of a cartoon. Oh, him dress. Oh, interesting. That's like a cartoon. Is it him dressing yes. up as a uh, cartoon adaptation. He's in it. Sorry. I sound a lot like Excite Bike. Is it Excite Bike? <laughs> it is not Excite Bike. The movie. Half the movie is you running to get back. He may it. have a tattoo on his arm. We we're screwed. Dude. A pipe in his mouth. Talk Popeye, the side. Popeye. Yes. He's Popeye. Popeye. Yes, he played oh, yes. Popeye. That movie is awesome. <laughs> All right. Um, how about Natalie Portman? The professional. For... Yes. Yep. Leon, Leon. Do I get extra points for Leon? Yes, you sure. get one yeah. extra point. Yes. Extra knuckle sandwich. All right, we're going to go old school here. Who can tell me Robert Duvall's first film? Yeah. Wow. 
It's a big time old movie. He Godfather? Wasn't guy. Nope. This was pre Godfather. He kind of played a little bit. How old he is is his first one? Because in Godfather, he's, he's already like 35. Right. <laughs> no I can look that up for you does if you want. Does he start like Jack Nicholson does, like when he's 40? Or does he start? Wait, is it To Kill a Mockingbird? It is To Kill a Mockingbird. Yes. Very good. Pulled that out of left field. Nice. I haven't seen that. Yeah. He plays the guy on trial, doesn't he? <sighs> um, Or like the mental the guy. Who, yeah, the mental one. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Fantastic. Right. How about uh, Jason Statham? <laughs> um Good luck. I hope it's Lockstock, but it is Lockstock. Oh, wow. I am surprised. nothing before Lockstock. Yeah. Again, a labor good debut. Career. Late yeah. career. All right, going with Christian Slater. Ooh. For all you eighties movies fans out there. Oh, it's uh Heathers. It is not Heathers. The actually. Wizard? Oh the Wizard? No. Damn it. Oh, I've talked about this movie on the podcast before. Dude, we talk about all the movies, Jim, all of them. Raiders of the Lost Ark. No. <laughs> you know, I was hoping he used that for Alfred right. Molina, but he had one other role before Raiders, so I was disappointed uh-huh. I couldn't bring him board. Okay, so it's before The Wizard, which means... He's... His sister is in this movie. Doesn't help me. Is yeah. it Sister Jenny Slater? No, it's Helen Slater, and she's the title character of the movie. She's the one who's on the run. Oh, is it, it's uh, the Legend of Billy Jean or? What? Yes, the Legend of Billy Jean is correct. Yeah, stumble uh, on that answer. All right. Um, <laughs> ooh, here's one I missed. How about Ed Norton? Oh, it's uh, oh, it's the it's the trial movie where he's on trial. What is oh, it? Right. Primal Fear. Primal yes. Fear. Primal Fear. That's another amazing opening role right there. That is crazy good. Crazy good. How about uh, Rob Good. Lowe? I hope it's The Outsiders. Is he? It is The Outsiders. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it is also happens to be Ralph Macchio's first movie That's before Karate Kid. Dude, The Holy Outsiders. Shit. Go watch The Outsiders. It is a like. It is jam packed. It is an incubator of talent. Because <laughs> speaking of uh, isn't Macchio on that Dancing with the Idiots yes, show or whatever? <laughs> yep. All right, um, since we did a Jake Gyllenhaal movie today, we'll ask you Jake Gyllenhaal's first movie. He was a kid. I'll warn you right now. Great. You know, I don't know any son. Someone's son. The earliest I know is Darko. I was looking at his page earlier. Can I go look at it again? Um, Over the lines. The father was off on a trip with some friends. Jumanji. This is Jumanji. No, no, no it's not Jumanji. <laughs> oh, there was a sequel. Interesting. That's a big one. Say, or an old guy won an Oscar for it. Can you give us some some years here? Um, 90s. I don't have it up in front of me. Old guy won an Oscar. Yeah. 90s is a total blank for me. And a comedian is the main character for both of them. Uh, it's a buddy movie. Out on, out on the range. Oh, dude, it's not City Slickers. It is City oh Slickers. Oh my god, are you serious? He was the son in City Slickers, apparently. That is great. City <laughs> Slickers. I cried. Right. Oh, here's one up. Really old. How about Leo DiCaprio? Uh, uh, Critters 4. Critters. <laughs> oh, you're both so close. Critters 5. 3. 3. <laughs> Three, it's three, it's three. <laughs> this was, by the way, a little bit of history. This was How a that? quiz on, uh, on a Halloween. He brought this up. And it's, yeah, yeah. Yep. that one in the, uh, the giant, that one. 
Which, by the way, is a fantastic series. Check it out. <laughs> All right. This one, I don't know because I don't like the movie. I've only seen it once. I know you guys like this one, but I'm going to ask it to you anyway, just in case you guys remember this. How about Elijah Wood? It's a it's sequel. A I think it's oh, no, I sequel. think it's horrible. <laughs> you guys think the third one's horrible? I think it's the third one's better than the second one by quite a bit. Yeah, but... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Troll. Yeah, no shit. Because <laughs> I've seen both of those. The third one. We're um, talking late in the 80s. First one came out exactly in 1985. I didn't even have to look it up. I, I just know that. There's three Cause, movies. Because it's important. <laughs> it means something. Building himself. I don't even have to look. I There's three movies. That. No, no. It's, a... it's, it's because of the movie. That's why it's so obvious. That's 85. He was in a Back to the Future, wasn't he? He was. Was he was two? in the he was in the second Back to the Future. Oh no shit! Who is he that in that movie? I, yeah, I don't know. I just saw it on his list and had to write it down because it's <laughs> ridiculous. Wait, wait. Did you I'll, say? Did you say? What did you say about Back to the Future Three? That yeah, I like it better than the second. second one. one? Are you serious? I'm not saying the third one's a good movie, but I hated the second. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Pete, Pete, weigh in on this. Okay, first one, second one, third one, go. Uh, if I'm being honest, the first one's probably the best than the second one, but I think I enjoy the second one more than the first one. Right. And then the third one's just shit. P, your turn. Uh, I, I'll go in order. First, second, third, yeah, I yeah. guess. James, you're crazy. You're, uh, you're absolutely nuts. Okay. Third I'm, not, I'm nuts. He, he played Video Game Boy, for all you interested. Video Game Boy. <laughs> oh, so he might be the guy that's, no? There's a couple of them, so. I'm a know. crack shot at this? That's the first one, isn't it? Is it? I think that's the first one. You might be right. You, you're probably all right. All right. Continue. Continue. All right. Um, how about a famous one? Anna Paquin. The piano. Yes. Won yeah. an Oscar for it. Crazy. Crazy. Um, how about? How about Chuck Sheen? <laughs> uh, Bueller. Nope. Because that'd be awesome. Oh. It's almost as awesome. He has a great role in that movie. He does. That is his best role. It's just fantastic. Hmm. Just as good. Yep. Any of his relatives in the movie? No. Really? That's shocking. That's there is there is a, a couple relative. fellow outsiders in the movie though. Oh yeah, I believe <laughs> it. Hmm. Oh, it's uh, Wolverines. It's uh, the Red Dawn. It is Red Dawn. Oh, nice. Wow. Very good. Wolverines. Any chance of spot Red Dawn? All right. Uh, how about Cameron Diaz? Wow. Uh, the Mask? Was uh, the, mask the Mask is correct. Yeah. No wow. way. I'm yeah. just, this is crazy. This is crazy. All right. Um, Which is also, like, how old was she in that? She could not have been, like, she couldn't be that young, right? Like, she wasn't even that hot in that movie. Whoa. Calm down. <laughs> Calm down. Actually, actually, that's probably the one that I thought she looked the most hot in. Are you serious? Yes. <laughs> All right. Whatever. Maybe she was in Back to the Future 3. I don't know. Might have to start. You oh. continue. I'm going to look this up. Okay. Continue. Uh, Tim Curry. <laughs> wow. Rocky Horror Picture Show? Correct. That's his first yes. role. Are you kidding? Yeah. Is a big role. That is a springboard. Yeah, that is huge. Uh, how about um, Mike Myers? Mike Myers. I'm sorry. Is Wayne's World By too way, easy? Guys, Wayne's World is not too easy. This is Wayne's World. Wow. Cameron wow. Diaz was only 22 years old when the mask came out. That is shocking. All right. Uh, so how about yeah, Seth Rogen? I like him old. That's why I didn't think he was hot. 
Seth Rogen. I oh, I think I know this one. I just saw it the other day. Seth Rogen. We've already talked about it on today's podcast. Well, mentioned it, I should say. He has a really small role in it, I think. If I'm thinking of the right. Um. Movie. I've only seen it once, so I can't expand too much on it. It's a messed up movie, though. It is weird. I liked it though. Oh, Jumanji. <laughs> I said I liked it. <laughs> he played someone named Ricky Danforth. I don't know if that helps or not. Seth Rogen's first film. There was may he, or we're talking, may not be. Was he like 10 in this? Um, he was... Uh... Math. No, he was 19. Okay, interesting. Oh. I have no idea. Yeah, no clue. Uh, this is another Jake Gyllenhaal movie. Donnie Darko? Yes. Yeah. Who is he playing that? Really? Some oh, for he's that asshole. <laughs> he's the asshole. To the, that, like, to the Chinese of... chick at the bus stop? Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, right. All right. How about Paul Rudd? Hmm. This one I cheated on just a smidge because he had one other credit, but it was never released, so I didn't count it. Never, ever seen by anyone. It didn't have a release date or any box office. What year? What year? Um, that's, that's a great cute. question. It's not Clueless. It's not. Clueless. It is Clueless, actually. Wow. Is it really? He's going to be, yeah, he's gonna be pissed. That's he loves the fucking that. worst. I should have known that. <laughs> yeah. I should have just said it, whether it was true. <laughs> yeah. How All many right. movies do you have? How many more of these do you have? Uh, I got like five more. All right, let's do it. Let's okay. See. This one's going to be hard for you non-80s kids, but Bill Pullman. Hmm. Uh, I'll give you a hint. It's a Danny DeVito movie. Um, Twins. Judge Reinhold's in it. No way. <laughs> Danny DeVito and Judge Reinhold. Yeah. That's good. It happened. It's got, that's, it, how many Oscars did it win? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And me and... You probably never heard this. Me and Wix always quote this movie, or quote his line. I'm robbing you. That's his big line. He's a, a lackey, basically. Right. Oh, Bette Miller's in it, too. I almost forgot about her. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um. Is it all, like the whole thing is like a heist movie, or is it just like somebody's holding somebody else up? Kind of? It's a kidnapping movie. Okay. Hmm. Nothing. I that should be enough, and I can't get it. It's ruthless people. He what? Ruthless people. Yeah, not gonna happen. Okay. Um. How about Sean Penn? Fast Times? Wow. Nope. Uh, it's a military movie. John Penn's a badass. Oh, uh, Platoon? Nope. That was past. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. after. Never mind. Stupid, stupid answer. It's also the name of a song. Or a musical piece, I should say. Hmm. Is it the one with Michael J. Fox? No. Casualties of War. It is not that one. Okay. War movie, like he's no, actually in that. I don't think they're in battle. battle. I think it's purely uh, military school training type stuff. Hmm. Nothing. Oh. I've never seen this movie, but it's pretty famous. Give me the year after it's done. It's not Taps, Taps, is it? It is Taps. Yep. Oh, nice. Holy shit. Buzzer beater. Nice. What year? What year is that? Eighty-one. Okay. Yeah, because this first one. Tom Cruise Times came out that year after that. Pardon me? Tom Cruise was in that, wasn't he? Yes, I believe Tom is in it. Wow. 
All right. Um, how about this non-speaking role for Cuba Gooding Jr.? I kind of talk about this one a lot, so it might be easy. Oh, coming to uh, America. There's like, yes. Oh, uh, I was gonna say Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> getting Junior is getting his hair cut. You would have. That's shop. right. Yeah, you were wrong. Um, how about Vigo Mortensen? This is a Harrison Ford film. I'll tell you right off the bat. He's got maybe a line in it, maybe two. And I was gonna uh, guess Hunt for the Red October. Wait, no, he's not in Hunt for the October. He's in Crimson Tide. It, uh, he's in... It's not Crimson Tide. Sabrina. No. <laughs> Damn. This is that executive uh, executive decision movie? It's not. What the hell... <laughs> Air but... Force One? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, Air Force One. It is not, no. How about uh, regarding Harrison Ford plays a cop? Regarding Henry? Uh, and he's protecting a kid. Oh. In his own community. Oh. The community is special for a reason. Yeah, it's uh the the witness or something. Yes, like that. witness. Yeah. The Amish movie. The Amish he's one of the Amish guys. That movie's sweet, dude. Yeah, whatever, whatever. <laughs> okay. Like, um, Nick Cage. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Fast Times. <laughs> that is Fast Times at Richmond. Yes, he he plays one of the fast food workers. Yep. All right, so how about Kate Winslet? Do you guys know her first movie? It was a Peter Jackson film. I've re- reviewed it on the podcast before. It's a, a drama, true crime. Peter Jackson movie? Is it uh, is it Bad Taste? Uh, <laughs> no. Sweet. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, shit. Peter Jackson movie, crime movie? It's, it's about a real-life incident that involved a crime, yes. Dick Tracy. It's really more of a drama. Titanic. Uh, no. <laughs> so, it movie, seemed like a crime to me. That movie was a goddamn crime. <laughs> Heavenly Creatures? It was Heavenly Creatures. Oh, Thank yes. you. Nice. Nice. Wow. Okay. And you reviewed that before? Oh. I did. Remember, I was talking about how the two girls kept going in there like a little imaginary world. Oh, yep. Then they kind of went off the deep end and killed their mom. Okay. That was a fun quiz. Is that That's the wrap, right? Uh, I've got three others, but they're pretty hard, so I just want to mention them just for fun. Okay. Uh, Leah Thompson's first movie. Jaws How are the duck? How are the Jaws 3D. Oh. Uh, Matt Damon's <laughs> first movie. <laughs> Mystic Pizza. That and, and impossible. Yeah, and Jennifer Connelly's first movie was a, a crime drama, um, Once Upon a Time in America, with De Niro. Hmm. Interesting. Oh yeah, and Sean Astin was also Goonies, but I didn't think that really needed mentioning. Right. Very cool. But I did anyway. But, but yeah. now I'm doing it. I'm mentioning it right now. <laughs> awesome. I think I saw Sean Astin in some other like uh, really early movie. Toy Soldiers. No, is awesome. no, no. I'm talking about like some <laughs> fantasy movie that just came out. It looked fucking terrible. I just wanted to mention that. That's my story. <laughs> this is my story. I wanted to mention it. Um, right. So fantastic quiz. Got to got to wrap things up. The the hockey game I think is still going on. We'll we'll have to see check up on that. We need to get a scoreboard box score. Four one. Four one. Are you Detroit. serious? Yep, it's four ah. one. Twelve minutes left. Holy shit! I'm okay with that. I yeah. hope nobody DVR. I don't know what the hell happened? But it's awesome. I hope nobody DVR this for tomorrow afternoon because uh, they might be listening to the podcast. Anyhow, um, this brings us to the wrap of the show, the Parker Posey play along, which a lot of you guys weren't here for it uh, last week. I guess Josh was here, uh, but my question was, uh, what movie would you like to see at the drive-in theater? We were talked a little bit about how, well, I mentioned how it's getting warmer out, and I feel like, man, I've never been to a drive-in theater before. Feels like the weather for it. What would I want to see if I could? And uh, Pete, you uh, didn't get a chance to answer. If you want to throw uh, throw an answer out there, if you're interested. 
Um, no, go ahead. Okay, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a tough question. It really is. And what's Mine funny is, what's funny is, uh, one of the live listeners, Jake Cad, was mentioning that his drive-in theater experience was with you when you guys saw, I think it was like a Jason movie or no, they saw Eight Legged like Freaks, yeah, Like it Freaks, and something <laughs> else. And it was like that is a ring great a story. That is a great story. Um, but yeah, there were a lot of great answers. I'm happy that I, my answer got backed up. I picked killer clowns from outer space, but I wasn't aware that at the drive-in theater, most, most scenarios are you watch multiple movies. There's like, just, you show up and you can watch two or three movies in a row. And yeah, it's usually a double header, right? I was not aware of that. So a lot of people compounded on it and KPW gets, uh, the win because she picked my answer plus the stuff, which I've never heard of. And she says that we have to check out because it was, a. Uh, it was mentioned in the MS. What about my answer within an answer? It was awesome. No, no. <laughs> what about <laughs> Damn it. mine? And uh, yeah, that that was pretty much it. I got to see a lot of a uh, lot of true colors. Scott P mentioning "Can't Buy Me Love," which I, I don't know why. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> shit on my house. Shit on my house. <laughs> right. So uh, this brings us full circle. Full circle. We're gonna actually have. A uh, guest PPPA, uh, P- Jim P's got our, our question this week. So P, why don't you take it away? Okay. Um, you guys need to talk more about directors. So I'm going to yeah. force it upon you. All right. <clears throat> okay. If you could take a single film and have it directed by another director to completely alter what the film was, what is the film and who is the director who directs it? Hmm. So it can be a movie you hate that you want to be good or a movie you that you think is good but could be better. A uh, director can be alive, dead, whatever you whatever you want. Can I pick a director first right now and then a movie? I of guess course. I should let you give your it's, answer. It's a combo pick. <laughs> I guess I should let you finish talking. Um, so my answer, if anyone reads my posts on the, on the forums, um, I think Pearl Harbor is probably the worst movie ever made. Yep. And that's like no joke. I literally think it's the worst movie ever made. Um, so if I could... Um, I would have, and this is kind of a weird answer, I would have Michael Mann direct Pearl Harbor. (laughs) And I'm basing that entirely on a couple of his movies, and that is Last of the Mohicans and Heat. Mohicans is so cool. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I love that. Jim's just totally in awe. So So Michael Mann's never done like a big Hollywood blockbuster movie. He usually does. I mean, they're big movies, um, but they're not the blockbuster type. And they're really often like character oriented. You know, he keeps his characters are minimal. There's not a whole lot going on in his movies or, you know, he keeps it kind of simplistic. Um, And that's really what that movie (laughs) needed. It needed to be really simple. So the story was about what happened that day, not about. All the melodrama. Extras, yeah, extraneous <laughs> bullshit that went on. You're fucking my girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> and if, you, if you've if you seen his action sequences, they're probably, in my opinion, the best in like the last 50 years of, of film. He's meticulous and they're fucking perfect. And he doesn't bog them down with a lot of crap or music. They're just what they are. They're really simple and, you know, simple camera movements. It's, it's nice. It's tight. It's good. It's clean. And I think uh, he would have done great doing a war film. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Like I was, I ended up having to to look up some of his stuff because I wanted to see if he did any, uh, um, like an epic kind of film kind of thing. Last Mohicans might have been the closest to it. Like Collateral, I really like the the. There were very little gun scenes in that movie, but when they were, like the one in the nightclub, it was really honed down and it, there was no like, hey, somebody shooting a gun in a nightclub, and it actually sounded like somebody shooting a gun, not like big flashes and lights going out and shit like that. And uh, 
I was trying to see if he did any like just massive epic fighting movie, and I guess Pearl Harbor doesn't need that in any way. I just have it in my head because of what Pearl Harbor is. But yeah, it's um, a good answer. I like yeah. that answer. And I actually, I have mine ready to go too. So you Dean, you, you jumped on it. Go ahead, Dean. You go first. You jump on it, and uh, we'll follow up. Uh, all right, all right. Mine's kind of out there a little bit. Uh, the director is pretty well known, and everybody loves him pretty much. Uh, the director I'm going to go with is Stanley Kubrick. Thank God you didn't steal mine. But the so movie I'm going to go with. We're picking Dead. I just want to point that out. All right. Go, yeah, go he said that was okay. Oh, okay. All right. Just want to make sure. Just want to make sure. Uh, the the movie that I'm picking out is called. Uh, hang on, I have it right here. Uh, Event AI. Horizon. Have, have oh. you seen this movie? I no, but I, I, I'll I, take an answer. I didn't hear it. Event Horizon. Okay. All right. You've, I haven't even uh, seen that you've movie. Seen the movie. That's kind sort of a horror of movie. About. It's a really kind of out there movie, and it's not really very good. Uh, but it's pretty much about like these guys go into space and they find this ship that's basically been like the idea behind the movie is that hell is a physical place that you go that you can go and apparently come back from. Um, and it wasn't really all that well done, but I think if Kubrick, uh, if Kubrick had got his hands on it, it would have been really, really awesome. So that's my answer for that. It's just it's a really messed up movie, and if a messed up director like Kubrick got his hands on it, it would have been awesome. And sort of. I guess venting a little bit from what he did in AI, like I know he didn't finish AI, but just him being interested in what the future might look like, he could probably, mm-hmm. he would probably be interested in doing that. That would be an awesome, like I think he could really do a great job with that movie too. That'd be amazing. I'm, tra- <laughs> I'm trying to think of what the soundtrack would sound like. Just That's <laughs> an awesome, awesome answer. Cause it's like yeah. 2001 meets the shining. Right. Kind of. Yeah. Sweet. That would well be, done, Josh. That would be pretty intense. Um, this might maybe this will win uh, accolades from Jim P too. I, uh, this is sort of, I'm sure of picking at is what he likes, but David Fincher, the master, the myth, the legend, done <laughs> done a lot of work, a lot of work. Fight Club being everybody's favorite, of course. The Social Network recently, um, Alien Three, which well, not everybody hated, not everybody hated, but um, anyhow, I would pick him and move him from doing. Like specific, I, I don't want to say character-driven works, but a lot of there is a very dramatic interrelationship between this person and this other person and what their goals are. And it's usually like a head-to-head, a lot of conflict. And I would move that to the movie X-Men. Not only because you would get like, A, he was going to do Wolverine, which isn't happening anymore. He's going to do the sequel. But um, getting him between Professor X and Magneto and having him build that relationship up to what the X-Men comic again I'm not a huge comic book guy but I understand the main plot of just there's one guy that you can't pick sides with like you've got Xavier and you've got Magneto and they both want something similar like Magneto yeah these guys hate us let's why do we even deal with them and you have Xavier saying you know yeah they hate us but we're going to change their minds it's for good and it's one of those situations where not either party is exactly wrong there's a lot of gray area and i think he would do like pulling the social network sort of summoning that a little bit i think he would do well trying to explain both stories and hopefully we could get him signed on for the sequels but i think he would do a great job with a situation like that ensemble cast i guess i don't have much of a example of him doing but i think it would be a fucking awesome chance to have him do that and have it started over it's the x-men they can only get better right like it could only get better that's true and the x-men was such a disaster to begin with that's why it's such you know the movie's a great pick david fincher i think would 
take those relationships between those two people and at least between those two create a fucking badass movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You would, it would, well done. The more I you agree. swear, the more I'm convinced. That's right. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so, James, we, we wrap up with you. God damn it. <laughs> Starting off with a swear, so it sounds good. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Grave of the Fireflies, Walt Disney. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it just sounds way too depressing. I need a happily ever after and a princess. I've got it awesome. still, James. You're going to watch it, James. You and I are going to sit down. We're going to like get a blanket, and we're going to watch it. Yeah. Some popcorn. For all the viewers that have been listening and knowing that Craig's been watching all these Studio Ghibli movies, he's been slowly just feeding them to my household one movie at a time. We're going to watch list now. I'm rationing um, them out, really, like one, yeah. two weeks. So um, I'm going a little more mainstream, a little more boring, probably. But uh, I'm I've been jonesing for a like a good monster destroy city type movie. So I'm gonna go with Cloverfield, but <laughs> directed by somebody who can handle it apparently, because Cloverfield <laughs> was <laughs> a premise gone wrong. And I'm going with Steven Spielberg. I, I think we all know he can handle that kind of thing. So I don't know if I can get behind that, James. But I like your answer. No, you don't well, like monster movies. I, I haven't seen Cloverfield. I just know, I, at least I know it's known for the the monster shows up for the last five minutes of the film. Yeah, right? it's all in the handheld thing, which is good for a little bit of the movie, but then it just becomes sickening, well, and you're like, okay, move on, or right, we get the little gimmick. So you think maybe Spielberg could build up the suspense a lot more and then produce on the the finishing end a little better? Yes, just make it an all-around more enjoyable movie. In that light, in every aspect, basically. What's that? Jaws. Jaws is a perfect example of that. Like you don't see the thing until the very end, really. Yeah. That was a little forced on him, but yeah. So instead of a, a big uh, a big monster moving through the city, maybe it'll be the Ark of the Covenant just opening <laughs> all the way, like moving. No, no, it'll be aliens buried within the city. <laughs> And they all take off, thanks to the crystal skull. I like that. That could work. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, they're interdimensional beings. They're not just aliens. So, give oh, I like it so much more now. Thanks. Give it a break. <laughs> right. uh, You've solved that riddle for me. So Amazon.com. Those are our answers. Bye. We're looking. Uh, we're looking for yours. We'll bring them up next week on the show. Uh, at uh, you look for it at gungapit.com on the forums, or find the movie hour page. Uh, search for the, or sorry, the Facebook page. Search for the movie hour. Uh, P, could you just uh, one last one last uh, summation of the question, please? Sure. If you could take a single film and have it directed by another director to alter the vision, uh, what is the film and who is the director? Fantastic. Another fantastic movie hour as well. Uh, I guess we should wrap up before the uh, hockey game completely ends. We're going to catch a little bit of it. But James, uh, always, thank you for the input. Thanks for uh, being on the show. Thanks for stopping by, everybody. Uh, wings up 4-2 with eight minutes to go. Come on. Hang on. So, P, Dean, it's been uh, it's been a pleasure. Always a great time having you here. Hopefully, uh, Jeff can stay away longer and we can have you guys back at it again. <laughs> that would be great. Thanks for being on. Happy to be here. Take care, everyone. I got to finish drinking my PBR here. Sorry. Drive safe. <laughs> Drive safe. Take care. The Jimmy Stewart's It's a Wonderful Movie Hour. We'll see you all next time. And but Jim P is reviewing what you must have heard of the human centipede. So yes, <laughs> yeah, I heard about that in a dream. I think. <laughs> <laughs> and we have a quiz this week, which will be this is like James. This is gonna be okay with the. Uh, yeah, it's kind us. of a free for all type. So we're good. Oh my God, I'm gonna get stunned. No, we're all it's, t- it's it's not, together. It's not, yeah, it's not really. Oh, it's a team. 
Yeah, it's not really competitive. What's going to work? Get credit for teamwork. That's from the Wonder Pets. Yes, it is. And Greg singing it for some reason. Because it's awesome. Don't All right, stop. we're getting started. We're starting. We're starting. Everybody, shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Okay.